welcome to uh, our second uh, episode of uh, Another Angle Season 2. Oh, exciting. So it's been, uh, it's been some time. That's so cool. What made you start the podcast? The podcast? Um, probably just to get more exposure, you know, right. when you have um, your marketing plan and uh, you see everyone more or less is just jumping on social mm. media, you realize that you need to differentiate yourself mm. in a way. And uh, at the same time, when we started doing it for that purpose, we realized that, God, it's so interesting. Talking to people coming from different backgrounds, you mm. learn a lot, yeah, you know, yeah. and it doesn't need to be focus groups where you're bringing customers to mm. test a product or anything, you know, just talking to people from the industry, from the same sphere that you're actually working in and taking their perspective on things. So, so yeah, we started that two years ago. Uh, we've done about 25 episodes, I think. And, nice. uh, and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, then, then we just stopped. We got uh, super busy with a lot of things. And uh, now we're looking to kick things back okay, into that. Awesome. So, so welcome. Welcome Thank to you. our Thank second uh, episode. Um, Anya. Yes. Great to have you. So first of all, what does Anya mean? What does Anya mean? Yeah. It means, it's quite a standard name, to be honest. I think In, a lot of people, so my name's actually Anna. Anna. Uh, my okay. passport name's Anna, but it's kind of a nickname. Is Anya? My parents called me that. Um, so if so, how did that come about? Because Anna is already short, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I like Abdullah. So I'm you know? Eastern European. So okay. actually, that's it's just a nickname. I think people get really confused. I think even Alexander. Um, yeah. is, there's a nickname for that called Sasha. So oh, really? Anna, Anya. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But okay. I feel I feel like you met in a more like philosophical sense. I was waiting something like as the name of the god's son uh, from another. Uh, no, I don't know. There is no kind of direct meaning behind it, but okay. I think if you had to describe me as a person, I think it's transformation. That's transformation. One word. Yeah, I think that's, that's deep. the theme. That's the theme for okay. my life so far. I think transformation. Yeah. That's like that's multidimensional. Really? Yeah. yeah. Straight I've away. Had, I feel like I've had like five different lives, to be honest. No if way. If you met me okay. four years ago. Yeah, you're in stage one. It would have been, the, I had the same heart, I think, the same okay. values, but I think my presence was very different. I was a lot more hectic, um, a lot more anxiety. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Tell me more. So, you can't just leave me there, you know. <laughs> a multidimensional no. stage run was like this. No, no, I think um, this year has genuinely been like one of the best years of my life. I actually grew up in Austria. So I think a lot of people get really confused by my accent. Um, sometimes it sounds more British, sometimes it sounds American. But I grew up in Austria, I went to an American school. Um, and I was raised by my grandma. My parents were both working abroad. My dad was working in Russia. My mom was working in Croatia. So um, that led to unhealthy coping mechanisms because <laughs> I felt like I wasn't quote-unquote good enough for my parents which they loved me so much uh, but they were just busy they were building their lives making money um, and I ended up working really really hard so kids have different ways of acting out and you know stuff like coping, that yeah yeah some people you know dye their hair black some people you know quit school I mean I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that uh, but I personally just started overworking um, working really, really hard, and I got all A stars. I got into a really good uni. I went to LSE. Um, you know, I did drama, arts, nice. first, first, uh, first team, lacrosse, everything, um, and then I got to university. Um, okay. And you add, you know, this <laughs> unhealthy work, you know, addiction, whatever you want to call it. Um, you add on top of that, drinking, smoking, going out every night, dieting, and it just got really, really... You know, it's so interesting that you said this. It becomes, when you are 
of a nature that is quite obsessive. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. can't sugarcoat it. You know, mm. I'm I'm like that. There is no middle ground. You know, mm. when you when you're on one side, you are on one side, mm. and you actually give your heart out. Yeah. You know, and when you're on the other side, the same thing. You know, mm. and you give your heart out to mm. that side. So, what always marvels me is when people take the decision, sometimes consciously, mm. sometimes un- mm. unconsciously, to change things around or mm. to turn them around. So, from what I understood so far, you know, you were going into, uh, or you know, you were living that lifestyle where it mm. was all partying, yeah, drinking, smoking, you know, and living it. Was what, it. It, it was so weird, but that's what everyone was doing. Yeah, it's, it's uni life, I feel isn't like it? Every, yeah. it was so normalized. Um, this just very unhealthy, unhealthy, just like rat race almost. And I fell into it. And I feel like a lot of people were fine with that, but I'm quite sensitive by nature, I guess. I don't know. Um, and I initially just had a complete mental breakdown. I could my parents saw me and they were like, hello, like, what is wrong with you? I, I, I just was, I just was out of it. And um, I essentially took a gap year. And in my head, I knew, okay, I just need to slow down. But I still had these really unhealthy, superficial goals. I still wanted to be on top of Forbes. I wanted to, uh, not on top, I wanted to be on the cover of Forbes. (laughs) I wanted to be on the cover of Forbes. I wanted to be a millionaire. I wanted to be really thin. I wanted to, you know, this rat race, all these superficial goals. And, um, but I knew, I knew something needed to change. But I only realized, um, I only made those changes when I went to the doctor. And I got uh, diagnosed with hypothyroidism. So my T4, T3, completely out of whack. I had high testosterone, really low estrogen. Um, I even had a little melanoma in my hypothalamus, um, which um, the doctor said, oh, it's it's not that bad. But you Google it, it's like kind of like a tumor, you know, it's it's really bad. Uh, benign, although, benign, yeah, 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 yeah. But still, it's it's at, at 20 years old, it's not something you want. And essentially, I went to doctors and I said, you need to take these hormones. And, you know, in my in my heart, I knew that, that I can't, I don't want to be on medication for my whole life. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm 20 years old. Um, and I was, although the doctors, they were doing, you know, what they were taught to do, they were doing the right thing for them as, as they were taught. But none of them asked me, oh, so what do you do? How do you wake up? Do you meditate? What do you eat? Uh, how much do you sleep? One second. Sorry. Um, I'm... You stopped the medication and it went all natural. No, no, no. Oh, so right. I got, um, I got, um, I got my blood tests yeah. and uh, my hormone levels were completely off. And okay. doctors were like, "Okay, we need to put you on hormone therapy. We need to, you need to take alteroxin. Um, I think that's the medication for your thyroid." Uh, yeah, and um, yeah. So they said you need to take all these medications. Um, you also probably need to take antidepressants. And I just said, "Okay, this is not the right." Um, I don't think this is the right thing for me. Um, so I started, you know, researching like ways to heal your thyroid. And I uh, came across Ayurveda. I came across holistic, um, mm. holistic health. And I started reading about, I had, obviously I had heard of things like med- meditation and, you know, f- you know, using food as medicine, but I never thought to try it out because I never thought there was anything wrong. Um, and, I basically, uh, my parents were also very, they're, they're quite, I'd say healthy, but they were like, look, please take medication. Like, you might, what if something goes wrong? What if you die? Um, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to give myself, you know, six months, see what happens. And I essentially made that cardinal shift 
um, which was really hard. I also had, um, you know, therapy on the side. Um, so you had your everything. therapy already yeah. and you just had it to actually make that shift in lifestyle. Yeah, I think it was right. fear. It, it's so sad how um, I really wish this wasn't the case. I really wish I made those changes just because it was the right thing to do. But the reality was that I hit some kind of, you know, physical health rock bottom. But why would you think about them as things that you should have changed back? You know, like if you look back, yeah. would you regret things? I, I don't you think enjoyed I reg- your life. You I know? Yeah, true. I don't think I regret it. Yeah. But I do wish... Um, Perhaps. Do you think they had a very direct impact on your health? I think they did. I think at the same time, I'm glad I had that health scare because it led me to my purpose, essentially. Um, okay. Holist- being a holistic health So coach. it sets you on a journey that yeah. you were not even yeah. conscious that it actually exists. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was really, uh, I mean, I loved it. I started um, meditating and I started practicing Ayurveda. Um, Tell me more about that. I've never heard of this. Ayurveda? What? Yeah. So essentially, I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner, um, what in case does you want to know. Yeah. So basically, um, Ayurveda is one of the oldest kind of life sciences, let's just say. It's over 5,000 years old. It originated in India. And it Ayur stands for... So Ayur and Veda, it basically stands for the science of life. And it encompasses a lot of practices, uh, including yoga and um, you know breathing exercises, nutrition, sleep, it, basically all the pillars of health. And essentially, um, modern medicine looks... So when someone gets ill, modern medicine essentially goes by germ theory. So you get ill, it means there's some kind of germ in your body. What do we do? We kill the germ. But unfortunately, whilst killing the germ, you also kill other aspects of your body. But Ayurveda looks at it in a completely different way. When someone gets ill, it says, what can we do to make the body strong enough to withstand the infection? So it essentially makes the body a lot stronger. So mm. by, again, the right nutrition, uh, the right sleep, the right uh, meditation, exercise. Uh, also, there's a thing called emotional cleansing. So cleansing your body of uh, emotions that you hold on to, which cause havoc, um, getting rid of ama, strengthening your digestion. And it has a more personalized approach. So not a one pill fits all. I'm, I don't know, a lot of people that are aware of Ayurveda, they'll know of this word called dosha. So essentially people have different uh, body types. So it's called pitta, kapha, and vata. So pitta is more fire. Um, I'm more pitta, for example. A lot of CEOs will probably be pitta. Um, I have a sense you might be more pitta than anything. If it's fire, probably. Yeah, yes, probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also vata, which is air, and earth, and kapha, which is earth. And kapha would be characterized as more kind of motherly, more down to earth. When balanced, they're very loving, very caring, uh, very slow and steady. But when out of balance, uh, they're very lethargic, tend to be overweight, a lot of excess fluid. Vatas, um, when balanced, are very friendly, very creative. Um, But when out of balance, they have a lot of anxiety, they can't concentrate. Um, Pitas, again, when when balanced, they're really good leaders. Um, very kind of focused, but when imbalanced, they tend to get very aggressive, um, have a lot of indigestion issues. I mean, I would know a lot about that. And um, so so Ayurveda is all about balancing different body types. So for example, um, you for kapha, for example, they would advise not to eat too many like heavy foods, um, stay away from like sugary, more kind of light, stringent flavors. Um, so yeah, there's different ways, uh, different breathing techniques for different body types, and you take this test um, called the. Um, there's two tests. There's the Prakriti test that you take, and it's kind of your essential nature. And then the Vikriti test, which is a test that you take to see which elements in your body are imbalanced. 
Um, so such. How do you do them? I mean, if you want, I can do one for you. Yeah, but let's it, do it. Like, is it like the test or is it the? I practice? mean, it'll take some time. It'll take some some time to do it. Maybe after the podcast. Okay. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm very keen to uh, to to learn more. Okay. So, cool. so so tell me more. So you do the test. Yeah. To learn about what. You learn what what is imbalanced in your what body. What is imbalanced? Yeah. So to make yeah. sure that this is I'm, I'm becoming yeah. Like so I can give you I can give yeah. you an example. So I um, also struggle with um, acid reflux. Okay. Essentially, and I took the test, and they said that I mean the the test said that I was um, pitta imbalanced, uh, which is fire, and I took a diet that was specific for to balance kind of fire, and it essentially means eat less like tomatoes, eat less kind of acid, acidic foods, and it really helped. Um, so that's an example. Also, okay. um, also, um, I, I used a kind of more kind of fire calming exercises like yoga, uh, which I really fell in love with, and um, meditation as well. Cool. So you first came to realize your type. Yeah. And with that, well, there was a practitioner that you're going to who taught you about how to calm your imbalance. Mm-hmm. And part of that was the yoga. So the yoga, you started doing it, and that got you into a whole new kind of uh, mindset mm-hmm. that you now f- fell in love with. Yeah, so I um, I started with yoga. Mm-hmm. And um, yoga, essentially, the practice is meant to prepare you for meditation. So a lot of people go straight into meditation, but I'd recommend trying some yoga because um, also it's really important to get the right practitioner, like the right yoga teacher, because nowadays in the West, uh, I mean, cultural preparation is a whole new topic, but there's a lot of that kind of going around. Uh, and the problem with that is um, it's not kind of, people don't treat yoga the way it should be almost, the way it was meant to be used in mm. uh, in India. And um, essentially, a lot of the times when people practice yoga, it's almost like a workout, but it's actually a mindful practice. And I was really lucky, actually, uh, to have found an, an incredible teacher. Um, uh, that was my first teacher that I went to, and she really taught a kind of the way it was meant to be taught. Um, so I would kind of, we would do the poses and then she would walk us through like, so you're standing there, what is your mind telling you? Like, folk, don't listen to the thought that's telling you um, to give up. You know, your your mind gives up before your body does. And I was like, this is so fascinating. And I'm, and that really helped me actually make the changes, um, you know, to to not go out every night. To I mean, I was addicted to nicotine, so, um, which I'm, which I've stopped for three and a half years now, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah, so I was, uh, and I would, as I practiced yoga, I then implemented those in my daily life. So when, let's say, um, I don't know, someone like pissed me off and I'd want to react, I'd be like, no, like, what is my mind saying? I need to take a break, think about it. Am I, I, I want to respond rather than react. And then my mind would be like, oh, like, I want, I want an e-cig. Um, and then my mind, and then I'd be like, no, I don't need to react to this, just like I did in yoga. Uh, which was really fascinating. It's kind of it trains you to get more control on your mind, isn't it? Like to mm. to to control those urges and and mm. and it's very tiring. From what I remember, like I've tried mm. it once and I I was like, God, this is not for me. Um, so the thing that got you to keep going probably was your good practitioner teaching you things. Yeah. Uh, taking your hand through that process, mm-hmm. and. Just tell me about that transition, right? When you start seeing the results, mm-hmm. or perhaps before you start seeing the results, were there like any specific date or time that mm-hmm. you've decided, you know what, uh, starting from today, I'm never going to smoke, I'm never mm-hmm. going to drink, mm-hmm. I'm never going to be doing mm-hmm. any of the things that you want to do. Yeah, so um, this was August 2018 mm-hmm. was when I got my, 
kind of res- let's say results from the doctor with the terrible hormone imbalance News, yeah. uh, and I knew something needed to change and then I think it was um, September 1st I gave up coffee and then that was horrible actually that was I had like almost like withdrawal like I was like shaking you know um, and also well, coffee is like everywhere like my parents drank coffee every morning like I'd, I'd love I still love the smell of coffee um, but I stopped it for a week and I, I knew that the first days were going to be the hardest um, I also read the most amazing book it's called Atomic Habits um, I've read it, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And it talks to you about, you know, the logic behind, you know, getting those dopamine hits and building habits. So when you quit something like coffee or like smoking, um, you want to replace it with something else. Uh, because smoking was also a time for me to kind of meditate almost. And take- but you know, my problem with this is that um, replacing it sometimes might not be enough. Mm. I don't know if you've been on a journey where you Mm. actually quit and get back and quit and relapse and quit and relapse. Mm. But what I found that that really sticks is when you actually change your whole routine, Mm. you know, Mm. it's not as if like, oh, today I'm actually instead of having my coffee, I'm going to try my orange juice and then Mm. just like things would would sort themselves out. I think you need to change few other things as part of your daily routine you know in terms of the time that you Mm. get your coffee in terms Mm. of the time that you want to get your Mm. I don't know this is from my own type how how was it for you so yeah so September 1st I quit coffee and when I got through two weeks I was like okay I can I can do this and then I realized that I started sleeping a lot better yeah um I I'd had a lot less anxiety so for some people coffee totally works and that's cool for me it was the end of like I literally it gave me so much anxiety and I've been drinking coffee pretty much every day since I was 12 13 um and I realized that actually this is not meant for my body type I'm quite sensitive um and I also yeah so and Stanford's I also quit cigarettes uh, but then I I relapsed on e-cigs and I remember there was this one time it was October 13th 2018 that was the last time I had any kind of nicotine um, the day before, um, I was running around, I was trying to find my e-cig and, um, I, I just noticed that I, again, it was this whole like insanity, like it was the middle of the night. Like I was looking for my e-cig. I was like, this is crazy. Like, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to like constantly be needing something. Um, so I remember October 13th, I just woke up and I was like, I have like never again. I just had enough of it. I was just bored. I wasn't, I wasn't enjoying it as well anymore. Uh, it just got to the point where I was, it was just a habit thing. And, you know, I, again, I got another blood test a couple of days before that, and my thyroid wasn't getting much better, even though I had already made some changes. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna quit. Like, I'm gonna do one year. And if, and if nothing gets better, I can always come back. Um, so I remember, yeah, I, it, it was just a cold turkey thing. And then some time passed, and I noticed that the benefits weren't just physical. I noticed that I started behaving a lot calmer. I'd stop fidgeting all the time. Um, I actually made real connections with people because a lot of my friends and people that I knew I made in the smoking area, let's just say, whereas now like I had to actually force myself to talk to people um, just, you know, without the need to share this common habit. Um, And also I just felt a lot kind of healthier. I also had little siblings. My, My sister now, she's 13. And um, another who's 16, I also really took pride in, you know, breaking that habit, being a good role model. Although you have to do it for yourself, but that was also a lot of, like, motivation for me. Um, There's also a really great book called um, 
The Easy Way to Stop Smoking by Alan Carr. Yeah, I've been told about it. It is yeah. actually really good. I also gave that. Uh, I met my, I mean, my ex now, but my boyfriend at the time. Um, I think we broke up last summer. Um, but when we went out, I gave him that book and he quit as well. And he's, I, I mean. I know he, a lot of people that yeah, actually just really from one well. read that. Yeah, and when you when you read that, you, act, you can actually continue smoking, which is quite cool. Mm. Uh, but I actually read that book after I quit, which is really funny. I was just curious uh, to see it cause everyone was talking about it. Uh, but it talks a lot about how um, it is very much kind of like it was l- looked at in a cool way. I had to break a lot of barriers and false beliefs as well. False beliefs as well. Yeah, so yeah. with me, for example, my dad also smokes and smoking was something we cut. It's, this sounds really bad, but like it's it was like I think something we did together as well. Like we would like... Um, we would take like a break at a dinner party and like go for a second, like connect in that way. Um, and also, again, it was a way for me to connect with other people. So there was a big social aspect to it. So I had to break that false belief and say, I can still talk to my dad without a cigarette. That's fine. <laughs> um, and uh, also I can I can talk to people. I still, uh, I mean, I went out, for example, last week and I still went out into the smoking area, but I didn't smoke. I just chatted to people and that's also fine. And you realize like no one actually cares if you do or if you don't. Yeah, you don't look true. weird. No one cares. And if they do, then that's probably not someone you want to be with, to be honest. Um, so there's a lot of false beliefs as well. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that I had to unpack. And th- yeah, so there were obviously the physical health aspects of that. My sport got a lot better. I wasn't out of breath all the time. Um, but yeah, I also felt like I had a lot more time. Uh, energy. Energy, focus, time and energy, focus. Yeah. Clarity. Exactly, exactly. I could concentrate mm. for an hour. No, I don't know how, how long I can concentrate. I never timed it, but I could really concentrate. I didn't feel fidgety. and. Um, but, would, but my question is, would you put the reason for all that to this practice that you became mm-hmm. a master of? Mm-hmm. Or would you say because you've made that decision and you are string-willed, strong-willed? Mm. No, I don't believe in self-will. I really don't. I think self-will, ah, I really hate that word. Yeah, what would you And Not that I hate that word. Um, but obviously it needed your will to actually become a master. I think a lot, of, I think a lot of people yeah. do. Uh, a lot of my friends, they say, oh, you have such strong will, you know. Mm. You wake up every morning, you meditate, um, you, you exercise, you quit smoking. I was like, okay, cool. But at the same time, there were a lot of things, um, there were a lot of things that went really well for me. Um, not well, well, I mean, first of all, I had that diagnosis. Um, and in a weird way, it was the best thing that happened to me. At the time, I thought it was a curse. I was like, why? Why are all my friends completely fine? You know, their hair isn't falling out and they're doing the exact same thing as I'm doing, but they're fine. Why am I the one struggling so much? I remember thinking, and all the time people would tell me, don't worry, like, Everything happens for the best. And that was the last thing I wanted to hear. I literally, I don't want to swear. I don't care. I was like, really, really? You're telling me this is the best thing that's happening? But honestly, looking back, it really is. And if anyone here is like struggling with health issues, like I know this is the last thing you want to hear, but I promise you there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like really looking back. It was and there's the a lesson to learn sometimes. Exactly, exactly. There's things that you might have never thought about yourself that you just discover on this yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do believe in that. But I do, but I do think if there's one thing that really helped me make those changes. It's meditation. And I Okay, let's yeah. talk about this for a second. So meditation, you came to it after practicing yoga. Yeah. Like you start practicing it to, to get to that meditation. Mm-hmm. So was it kind of um, an exercise for you to be enlightened, to explore mm-hmm. your to, mm-hmm. to 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 know more about yourself mm-hmm. or yeah, so um, I, I started practicing yoga, and when you practice yoga, you get um, 
there's a lot of words that get thrown around like meditation, Ayurveda, and I started to learn more about it. Um, and essentially, um, I was like, okay, this sounds amazing because the goal of meditation is to essentially connect yourself with the universe, with source. Um, and then I also, okay, this sounds really, again, I was still back in the like the superficial mindset, but a lot of successful people like Jay Shetty, um, Tommy Lee, they all meditate. And I realized, okay, so like really high perfor- high performing people meditate on a daily basis. And um, maybe I should start doing it as well. Why not? It could work. Um, and essentially, the first um, the first month, the first kind of five months, it was kind of on and off. I do it every so often. Um, and I didn't really um, get the benefits. It was also really hard because when, you, when you're sitting there meditating for the first time, y- your brain just goes, I, I want to scratch my nose. Oh, what if the tap's still running? Did I leave the iron on? How long has passed? Um, what, what's that brain? Oh, no, I need to do this. And then I have to do my washing. What happened? And then there's just so many thoughts that happen. You're like, I cannot sit with myself. Like, this is hard. Um, so if anyone's meditating, I'd really recommend not to do what I did and I just sit there. Actually do a guided meditation, for example. There's loads of great apps like Headspace as mm. on YouTube. Do a guided meditation that walks you through it. Uh, but I just kind of try to do it by myself, um, which, again, is one of my let's say character defects I, I find it hard to ask for help um but essentially um th- that was really hard and then when I was like okay I'm gonna actually study this like how do people meditate because I thought you just sit there and then I tried some guided meditation and that's when everything changed for I think six months I did a guided meditation every like pretty much every day and I understood okay so first you need to how how do you sit your that with yourself with those thoughts essentially what you need to do is bring yourself back to the breath and the body. So when you have those thoughts, it's like the really good explanation on Headspace <laughs> is it's like a cloud. So it'll always be cloudy, but you mm. can it'll be, it can be less cloudy. The thoughts are like clouds. So it's about kind of, you know, pushing Boy. those clouds away. So essentially, you'll have those thoughts, I want to scratch my nose, and you'll be like, no, I'm not going to react to that. And eventually, once you become the perceiver of the thoughts, they slowly kind of go away, and you do enter this beautiful like still space the silence that just feels so peaceful and just calm and just so lovely and you realize this is this feels amazing this feels so nice and I feel safe I feel at home and nothing's wrong I'm exactly where I need to be I feel at peace and yeah I really liked it and then when I when I enter this still space sometimes it's for a long time and sometimes you even feel like you're floating Sometimes you get like cool visuals. Most of the time, it's just you just feel connected. You just feel at peace. And um, I've almost got I, I started to love that feeling. And now my no, absolute non-negotiable is I meditate even before I brush my teeth, even before I first thing, up, first thing, wake up, meditate. What time? What time do I meditate? What time do you wake up? Whenever my body wakes me up. I haven't set an alarm for a very long time. Um, I tend to wake up at around kind of eight nine. Um, I tr- I did I tried the whole four five a.m. thing at a point, but it didn't work for me. Um, I just I just wake up and then meditate. Sometimes like let's say I have a flight or a meeting that I need to go to, um, even if it's just for one minute. That's that's all I need. But most I do try to get you know at least twenty twenty minutes in, and um, yeah, then I continue. So with the basic day. principles of, of of meditation from my experience are pretty much about. Focusing on your breath, on your mm, breath mm. to start with, and then just simply letting your mind relax as your body relaxes. Yeah. Because if your body is relaxed, then your mind will just naturally follow. Um, but once you get to that state, 
I sometimes wonder what's next, you know, like in a lot of cases, I'm just like sitting there, I'm like relaxed, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Do you try to learn something about yourself? Do you like, uh, perhaps mm-hmm. because I haven't done it long mm-hmm. enough, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but what kind of direct thing did you find meditation have an impact on you? Was it just mm-hmm. a matter of mm-hmm. smoothing your nerves and just making you relaxed and that's all what you needed from it? or? Mm-hmm. Is it for some other? I think it's, um, it made me also just in be in the, it sounds so like cliche, but it really helped me be in the moment. So mm. it, I meditation essentially is like, it's a skill. Um, and when I, when you practice it for a long time, you can then implement it in other areas of your life. Mm. So when I am, let's say, reading some research for my social media, I can really truly focus and take in all the information okay. and not be distracted. I can also walk in the park with my friends and not think about what am I do- I'm doing next, what I'm doing tomorrow, what I did yesterday. I actually can be present and take in all the you know beautiful things that are happening in the moment. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And you would be surprised how many people, including myself, they just live their day for what's going to happen tomorrow yeah. and forgetting about what's happening yeah. now. And this is so powerful. So. But in light of all this, you've mentioned something earlier in your in, in, in our chat where you mentioned that you found your purpose, you found mm-hmm. your... So tell me more about mm-hmm. that. So Yeah, yeah so I basically... Um, so I went through this like health journey. Um, I got a Ayurvedic practitioner certification and a herbalism certification because I realized I didn't just want to like... I wanted to really study it and also like... Uh, yeah, properly study it. And the best way to study it is to basically get qualified. Um, but I never thought I would actually do it for a living uh, because I, I I honestly was like, oh, I'm not going to be a herbalist. That's that's crazy. Um, and essentially, um, I did. So I took a gap year and then I went back to uni. I went and I started I, I graduated with philosophy and economics degree. And um, I th- uh, the summer before that, I did an internship at a PR firm. It was a great PR firm, like most lovely place. The owner was incredible, such an incredible woman. Uh, but when I was working there, I realized I was so excited to start working because I was like, I've worked so hard. I did my GCSEs. I got into uni and now I get to work. And I got to work and I was like, this sucks. Like, I don't like this at all. And some people are made for the nine to five. Like, they really enjoy it. Like, my mom, she loves getting, you know, going to the office, working. That's great. But that just wasn't for me. I just was, I was just bored, to be honest. I just didn't really enjoy it. It was like soul destroying. And then I went back to uni and I was like, I can't. Like, what do I do? And I was really lucky I came across um, this online course. And you know, you get all, all the time, you get these online courses like drop shipping, e-commerce, and, you, <laughs> and you're like, this is such a scam. But there was this one guy, his name's Iman Gaji. He is the most, again, most incredible soul. Um, he started an online course, how to start a marketing agency. And I just really, um, th- like he told his story and it, it's really inspiring. Uh, I'm not gonna get into it, but essentially again, like single parent household, uh, became millionaire at 17. He's built like schools in Nepal, like literally most inspirational human ever. And I was like, I really, th- this guy seems like I, it, legit, like why not get his course? I got his course, believe it or not, it actually worked. I started a marketing agency as I was at uni. Um, I even started paying my rent by myself, which was really cool. And I graduated with a small team and I had some clients. But as I was working in the marketing agency, again, I was making my money. I really liked my life because I can set my own hours. I could travel, which is really cool. But I still didn't feel, I wasn't having that much fun. Um, and where I was really having fun was sharing, you know, talking about this, about Ayurveda and stuff. So um, this summer, September, 
I started, um, so th- throughout the whole time, I, I try and like, you know, coach people. Um, I do kind of, uh, I find it quite hard to find clients because a lot of people, they don't even know what Ayurveda is uh, or herbalism. A lot of the time people get sick. What do they do? They get paracetamol. They go straight to the doctors instead of going to a practitioner that's going to help you make your body stronger. Because uh, the problem, look, there's nothing wrong with medication. I'm all for medication. If if um, if my bladder bursts, I'm not going to take ginger. I'm going to go straight to A&E. So I'm not against modern, modern medicine, by the way. Um, but essentially, um, I found it really hard to get clients. But so um, I was like, I'm going to try TikToking. My sist- my 13-year-old sister now, she stayed with me in the summer. This was this summer. And she was she was really into TikTok. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try start a TikTok account. And I was sharing this information about herbalism. And I thought, who's gonna find this interesting, you know? Um, but I did it, and I posted, uh, you know, two three videos a day. Cause I really enjoyed doing content. I really enjoyed filming and talking. Um, I feel really in the state of flow, and I felt like this is my purpose. But I never thought I could actually make this my career. I thought it was too good to be true. But it grew really quickly. Uh, I grew to 120k in like four or five months Whoa. on TikTok. Yeah, 120k. Yeah, yeah. I'm 130. Massive. I got to 130 what is yesterday. Your, what is your uh, yeah. handle? Oh, so it's at wellness dot in dot the city. Yeah, I was about to ask you about this. I yeah. saw that it's on your yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, my, my Instagram. Yeah, it's. Uh, I should probably grow my Instagram as well. It just takes a lot of. So, time. so what's what, what's with the name? Um. So. I essentially, um, I wanted to, so I don't remember who started it. This called the 1% rule. You know, if you imp- if you change by 1% every day, you end up changing like 36% in a year. That's a 36% better you. Yeah. That's incredible. So you don't need to make big changes, like little small changes, um, substitute things for other things. Um, so yeah, just making it easier for the city. But anyway, so the, my, my uh, TikTok started growing a lot quicker and I started getting clients a lot easier. And now I'm kind of... Um, basically full-time doing um, like herbalism, social media. All online content? Yeah. Okay, amazing. So so, so, so right now people can watch your videos, learn yeah. about how that, uh, yeah. that, that wellness, that um, yeah. life and science mm-hmm. um, practices in, 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 in your videos. But from there, how can people, let's say, do do you teach? Do you take people mm-hmm. on courses? Do you take people on... Yeah, uh, so I'm at the moment I'm creating an online course, yeah. uh, which is going to be available sometime soon. <laughs> I don't yeah, know when. Working on when it. When I finish it. When I finish it. Because I really want to provide a lot of value. Um, so it's going to be kind of subscription-based. Um, I'm also going to be uh, writing a book, which I'm going to release in a bit, about kind of Amazing. ways they can implement. But now I'm doing one-to-one coaching. So I have different packages so people can... Um, they can get a dosha test, for example. Um, they really interesting. I had some questions really set up, but you know what? I don't think we really need to go through that because what you're doing is so exciting. Thinking about this, I've, I'm, I'm a big believer in natural, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if things happen to someone naturally, you know, there is always something else to actually cure it naturally mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. you know. Nature has mm-hmm. been evolving mm-hmm. through centuries mm-hmm. and obviously it has its way. Yeah. So if you can find... A natural way, mm-hmm. you know, then probably yeah, that's the because the, the, the logic with herbs is that essentially, um, let's say you take aspirin, mm. um, it has it's a synthetic compound mm-hmm. and it's only kind of part of the plant, mm-hmm. uh, but when you take the whole herb, it has also antioxidants in them that counteract the effects. So if you let's say you take honey for a sore throat instead of you know a pill or something, it's gonna heal your body, it's gonna make it stronger, um, it's gonna have a lot of other health benefits, it's not gonna destroy your liver. Um, but I really like the concept of 
getting your body to feel to be stronger mm. you know not really mm. trying to go and cure the disease mm. you know mm. wellness isn't yeah. sorry wellness um the definition of wellness in ayurveda isn't just the you know the absence of illness it's you know feeling alive energetic full of possibilities yeah. i think it was aristotle who said mm. uh, it's much better to know what person has the disease mm-hmm. than what disease the person has mm. you know you want to na- know the person you know mm. what you you better start with the person mm. because that will then mm. tell you a lot yeah um, there's also um i was listening to um a podcast the other day and they were saying how some people um like even people with like um with like lung cancer they have similar like emotional coping mechanisms that they studied mm. um, and it, a lot of people were um, specifically holding on to a lot of anger they had issues expressing their anger I don't know how they got these statistics I don't know but um, I think that makes a lot of sense I think that um, a lot of our disease is manifested by our lifestyle yeah uh, em- our emotions not expressing some of our emotions and that that is what leads to disease because at the end of the day like our bodies want to be healthy our bodies want to thrive uh, but there's some kind of blockage happening. Um, some changes need to be made for you to be aligned with your best, higher self, your happier self. And sometimes um, you need some kind of like illness, like rock bottom, for you to learn that lesson. Um, and I mean, that's just been the case in my life. Um, again, I was, I'm super grateful to be healed now. Um, I, but I wasn't when I was ill um, three years ago. Um, I genuinely was like, what if? What if I'm going to uh, be... By the way, I didn't ask you, how do you feel now? How did you get now yourself tested? You know, we have these tests, so... Yeah, oh, that's, I'm down, I'm down. I'm, I do, yeah. I actually, no, I actually did my T4, T3, um, what was this? Ooh, October, I think, yeah. Oh, we're going to give you a special, yeah, spe- special discount code. Yeah, for sure. It. But no, for, for real, like, no. uh, you've got yourself tested, and yeah, after yeah, yeah. those years of practicing, how is it? How is yeah, it no, I, thank God, um, all my hormones are fine. All um, under I control. Feel great. Yeah. I work out, you know... My four or five times a week. Um, I feel very energetic. I have good sleep. I'm I'm very I feel very good now. Do you miss the old days? Do I miss the old days? Yeah. Oh god no. That that was I think I think at the time I was having a lot of fun, but I think it was just it just didn't f- I wasn't there was a lot of suffering as well. Mm. There was a lot of fear, um, uncertainty. I felt very lost. Whereas mm. now I genuinely feel like I'm just on like I'm on, I'm in my car. I'm on my journey. I'm enjoying the view. I know exactly where to you go. Got a lot of bumps. You got a lot yeah, of waves. Be, you know. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely going to be so. more bumps. I'm I'm sure of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but I feel I feel very safe and secure on my journey. I don't feel lost. I don't know what. At I'm least you're, do. you're you're secure. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still, I mean, like I still go out. Like I still have fun. Um, I just don't um do it. Every Abuse day. yourself. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's good. It was a great pleasure speaking with you, Anya. Thank you very oh, much. Thank for you so much. Um, anyways, and thank you guys for listening. It was uh, Anya with us today from uh, Wellness in the City. Yeah. You can find her on Instagram, on TikTok. So make sure that you follow her. I love great stuff. I love chatting with you. And uh, stay tuned and we'll, uh, we'll be with you on next episode. Thank awesome. you. Um, yeah, so I had a couple of questions about Right Angle. So cool. what made you start? I started right angled when I was at, uh, at, uh, at uni. Uh, believe it or not, before that, I wanted to do full package holidays for students to go to Ibiza. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious. I actually, I even did the market research. We filled out about 200 questionnaire with students in, in library, and uh, we got a really good percentage of people would love to have that. 
But anyways, the student union would never really support it, so uh, I just completely <laughs> forgot. <about it. laughs> so that they were was like, the we want a party beat, and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that was it. That was exactly the reaction. Please, and no. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they even like they were like listening, like, mm, mm, mm. okay, here's the here's this card. You see this email? Yeah. Make sure that you send all the details. To yeah, that email. yeah. And yeah, I never heard back. And it's like. No reply at <laughs> university.com. But yeah, it was uh, it was quite a nice exercise, you know. I think that mm. it was something that we were so passionate about, mm. you know. And we realized that when you're actually passionate enough, you would do whatever it takes, mm, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we went out, we spoke to a lot of students, we filled out all these forms that mm. we then had to convert. Mm. You know, it was all like paper forms. And, um, and, and I think that was something that, helped me a lot when I went in in, in actual business mm. and started really looking into doing some crowdfunding mm. or mm. to sp- speak with mm. people, you know, not being really too afraid, too mm. shy about things and all that. But anyways, long to- story short, uh, why right angled? Why the mm. why did we start? Um, why not square hmm? or circle? You know, a lot of people, you know, this is, this is the thing that really... Uh, <laughs> a lot of people think that we do maths. Some mm. people think that we are construction mm. com- contractors. Mm. Um, but for me, it was about the right angle, you know, yeah. about looking at things from the right angle, yeah. you know, how cheesy that looks. But That's actually quite smart because you, you want to look at your health from the right from angle. From the right angle. Yeah, you which know, is from your... You know, yeah. the right angle is our kink, you know, everything yeah, yeah, we do, yeah. the right treatment to the right patient yeah. at the right time, you know, that specialized mm. health as well. Mm. So um, the right angle does lend itself very well to that ethos. And uh, for us, we were just wanted to do things the right way, mm-hmm. you know. We were like thinking, okay, if we can do... Th- if we try to do mm-hmm. every single thing mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. there's no reason why this company shouldn't really mm. flourish, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so so yeah, it was all about really trying to do the right thing. And um, that was about the name. About what got us into where we are today. Um, back in uni, you see, I told you about this story mm. with Ibiza. I, I wanted to do business. I had no idea what I'm going to do, but mm. I just needed to get into that side. So when I finished my undergrad in biomedical mm. science, my supervisor told me, why don't you look into the industry? You're mm. no good in the lab. Mm. You might be better off being a salesman in a mm. pharma company mm. or in a biotech company. Mm. And at the time, it was the first time I ever hear about something called pharma mm. or biotech. Mm. You know, I come from uh, the Middle East and there's not much of a presence for these kind of industries in that mm. region. So for me, learning about that market or that mm. kind of industry was mm. kind of mind-blowing. And it was also during the time when I was start thinking about what I wanted to do in my master's. Mm. So I came across this, uh, this course, uh, Combining Science and mm. Business, called Medical Biotech and mm. Business Management. And in that course, in the first, literally, first month of that course, I was in class. And I still remember it was a teacher talking about some telltale type of uh, markers in the Y chromosome that mm. are so significant mm. that you could detect in PCR tests. You know, PCR mm, is yeah, like yeah, a very yeah. old technology. It's mm. not like because of COVID. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. they were saying this telltale methylation type of uh, sequences in the Y chromosome usually used with PCR tests to detect the sex of the baby from the maternal blood because mm-hmm. the baby's DNA would mm-hmm. be circulating from week five mm-hmm. in the maternal okay. blood. So if you can take a sample from the mother 
and or the expecting mother and you were to test for that Y chromosome, you would be able to tell if it's mm. a boy. If it's mm. not present or you mm. can't find it, it's a girl, mm. you know. So um, I was like, amazing. I'm going to create a device that will do that in 20 minutes, mm. you know. And I went out, I went to talk to the doctor, to the to the um, professor about it. And he was telling me like, solid idea, how are we going to do it? I was like, all right, leave it with me. So I incorporated the business on nice. that same day. And then I went into six months of researching how such device could be built. Mm. I went back to the teacher who became my supervisor in my master's. And he told me, no, it doesn't work that way. No way. You know? So um, we went back, we did some more research. I came up with something that made more sense. And, uh, and he told me, that's nice, you know, now you need to prove that concept. You know, mm -hmm. it was all on paper. Mm -hmm. How are you going to put it in a, in a at least in a, in a proof of concept kind of mm -hmm. uh, trial? Mm -hmm. So I worked with, an, uh, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a company in Cambridge. We proved the concept. We built that kind of... Uh, we didn't even build an MVP. It was just to show that the technology mm -hmm. works, you okay. know. Um, I'm not going to bore you with the, with the scientific <laughs> terminologies, but it was based on a... On a on a property of mm -hmm. nanoparticles, mm -hmm. gold nanoparticles. Mm -hmm. When they aggregate, they give a color. Mm -hmm. When they're dispersed, they're different colors. So the idea to do mm -hmm. some hybridization. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about, but okay, cool. <laughs> it's really cool. And, uh, and, and it worked. You know, it worked. Oh, that's amazing. It worked in, in, in the lab. It must have been such um, a nice feeling. You're like... It was, it yeah. was, it was absolutely mind-blowing because yeah bear in mind that i was doing this on the side of my masters while i was doing my masters and oh. i have already told everyone in the world that i'm actually going to build yeah. this device yeah. and realizing obviously like after the first three months of me actually deciding mm -hmm. that i'm going to build this thing mm -hmm. coming to realize that it's never been mm -hmm. done before it's really difficult did you have like imposter syndrome maybe i still yeah. do actually one yeah. time you know I, I i actually jumped from my high high school Windows class, the class of the window of our high school, <laughs> of my class to to just really go into another class and just uh, oh my God. go back in. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think I do. I think I do. Yeah. Funny enough, no one me ever mentioned that to me, but you does seem right. But anyway, so long story short, uh, we, we built the MVP. We couldn't get funding. Mm -hmm. We pivoted. Mm -hmm into uh, building the service. Mm -hmm. But uh, what the great thing that we did is that we filed the patent for that mm -hmm. device. And, um, and was it and just you or did you have like a team of people? So I was working with a, with a classmate mm -hmm. uh, from Taiwan. Unfortunately, he couldn't really extend his visa beyond his, uh, oh, no. his, his, uh, his, his first year of student visa. And he had to go back. Mm. And but nevertheless, because we couldn't get funding for that device, mm -hmm. we we decided to pivot, you know. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it was my co-founder Florian. She's mm -hmm. the one that came up mm -hmm. with the idea of let's build this service, mm -hmm. this service where we can connect patients with doctors and mm -hmm. allow those doctors to review the patient's genetic mm -hmm. results yeah. and give them information about their um, mm -hmm. about their uh, about their health, about mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. drug medication, mm -hmm. how these would be responding to them. And, and that's how we really got started with the platform as it is to now, today. We got mm -hmm. the first funding from the NHS mm -hmm. through the West nice. Midlands Academic Health Science Network. And uh, we built the MVP mm -hmm. and then we went into three Do you guys take insurance or? We are registered with BUPA as a mm. recognized facility okay. for, uh, for, for doctors to refer patients to right, us for right, testing, right, right. for genetic testing. Um, 
but the majority of our work is mostly going into the private practices right. and the pharmacies. Right. You know, that's where we retail mm. our tests, yeah. or, or at least our testing. But it is kits. like it is a lot cheaper if you if you had to pay in full. I I know your like all your the women's health, for example, one is like eighty four pounds. I think no, I'm not sure. Or maybe uh, you're fit. Any, I know one of your packages is a lot cheaper than you would if you let's say did a blood test somewhere else somewhere else yeah yeah so it's quite cool but i think i even i was having brunch with my girlfriends uh, on the weekend and i was like oh, i'm doing this podcast with right angle and everyone was like oh i need i need to get this tested and i like i love how you organize everything in groups um mm. so you have like women's health and then you go through like everything you need to, to be tested because a lot of people they don't know what t4 is t3 mm. which hormones need to be tested which ones don't um, and I like your fitness package as well. So I, I think that's quite a cool and a really easily accessible way um, that you organize everything. Which yeah, is cool. it's actually a growing type of portfolio. Mm. Now we are looking to launch an online pharmacy. So there's mm. going to be like 200 items to even add to that. Nice, so nice. it's going to be quite a. It's going to be quite a large list mm. of, of products and items to um, to uh, to list. But, you know, that's the whole that's the whole idea. From day yeah. one, we wanted to actually really be able to uh, to do something kind of personalized, mm-hmm. you know, in health. I think you, you you guys really are gonna help people find the root cause of their illness. That's all. You yeah, know, it's not really about finding the root cause. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the story how my co-founder came up with the idea. The idea of the platform as mm-hmm. it is today is not my idea. My idea mm-hmm. was the device which we right. which we filed the patent for. But what we're doing today, the idea from it came from my co-founder who saw her mom mm-hmm. suffering five strokes. Oh, and the I read doctor that, yeah. was still giving her the same medication. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it made no sense. Mm. I did. I had my background in mm-hmm. medical t- in, mm-hmm. in medical biotech and business mm-hmm. management, but my research and all that genetic mm-hmm. research that I was doing would tell you that people are not the same. You know, the same yeah, as that fire, yeah. water, and and earth. Yeah. It's giving the right treatment to the right patient. Yeah. is the holy grail of medicine. Yeah, and if yeah. you can give that information to doctors, mm-hmm. telling them, okay, listen. You might not want to start with drug A, then drug B, then drug C Mm -hmm. based on the clinical guidelines. Mm -hmm. If you have the information Mm -hmm. to tell you that this patient would be better suited Mm -hmm. for drug C, then there is no need for that trial and error to get them there, right? A lot of suffering eliminated from that. Exactly. So so just jumping straight to that right Mm -hmm. treatment and that information can be provided by your genetic profile because ultimately your genes make up the proteins, mm-hmm. which are yeah. the enzymes that will metabolize yeah, the medication, yeah, exactly. right? I genuinely so. think everyone at least once a year should take one of your packages, especially the hormone one and the vitamin one, because I had so many patients come to me saying their doc- they had the most terrible like chronic brain fog, chronic fatigue. Every doctor they'd go to, they'd be like, be like you're imagining things, and then you'd get the vitamin D tested and it's really low, and then they take it and it's like, they feel a lot better. Um, but believe it or not, a lot of people are, v- are low in vitamin D because yeah, it's the UK, I mean, you yeah, know. Okay, <laughs> but I th- you know, I think I think people needs to be, they need to be more proactive about their health. Yeah. Because if I'm not saying this prevention like, is the pre- you best. know prevention is the best cure. Yeah, that's awesome. And what is your like future? What is your dream for right angle? My dream is to be able to literally and physically deliver personalized medicine. We want, Mm -hmm. the reason why we're now opening this online pharmacy Mm -hmm. is to be able to link it to our testing Mm -hmm. service. So if the doctors through our platform Mm -hmm. are reviewing the patient's Mm -hmm. results, why shouldn't they also be able to issue them with prescriptions? Mm -hmm. And should the patient want us to deliver it to Mm -hmm. them, we are now getting our license as Mm -hmm. a pharmacy to be able to also deliver it to Mm -hmm. them. So we want to be able to deliver Mm -hmm. that 
you know, mm-hmm. last mile yeah. of the service. So, um, so yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to be able to mm-hmm. deliver this personalized treatment ultimately to our patients based on those doctors' assessments as well. Was yeah. getting funding hard? I'm just curious. It was the hardest thing. Right. <laughs> like, that must be... I, swear, I, I went. You know? I had a phase as well. I was going to inter- entrepreneurship. Mm. Man, getting funding is this tough. And the thing is that, especially if you don't come from... Like, usually people who, who start their business in their 30s or mm. 40s, yeah, you know, yeah. they have built a career, you mm. know, that would say, you know what, I've been doing this. I've been part of this market. Mm-hmm. So... Investors, you know, you need mm-hmm. to understand that their top priority is not really the idea, it's not yeah, really yeah, as yeah. much the product, but it's the, the people, people, you know, yeah. the management who will be basically mm-hmm. taking that money and then mm-hmm. make trusting their judgment mm-hmm. to actually be able to spread mm-hmm. it or allocate it as needed. So when you don't have that kind of experience or that kind of track record mm-hmm. that would show that you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. it becomes so risky for them. And hence why we couldn't really get that even though it worked in the lab, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we had to put it in, in a medical device. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't get that funding. They told us, go uh, get grants, you know, get some yeah. grant funding. But nevertheless, um, we went to the NHS, you mm-hmm. know, through the, one of their SME innovation mm-hmm. funds mm-hmm. to help innovation mm-hmm. and all that. And they gave us that first uh, funding. And believe it or not, that first funding was a convertible loan. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know about con- about those terms. Convertible loan means that here's the money. Mm-hmm. It will be registered as a loan mm-hmm. until you get your first round of funding. Mm-hmm. And if you get your first round of funding, based on the valuation of the business mm-hmm. in that stage, that loan will be converted into shares in the mm-hmm. business. So mm-hmm. you don't have to pay the loan. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you know, within like 10 years or whatever, five yeah. years, you have to start paying it back. But Whoa. So within that time, if you get your funding, yeah. we will convert this into shares. Right. So that was the convertible loan that we first received. So even with yeah. that first step. Were there um, times where you wanted to give up? I don't think so. No? No. It gets really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets really mm-hmm. tough. It gets like I still remember there was a point before we did our first crowdfunding campaign that I swear I can tell you I was calculating the pound, you know, how much money we would. How much money do I have or we have in the bank until we go completely bust? And I just made made sure that we launched a campaign, Mm -hmm. we get the funding into the accounts Mm -hmm. just in time, just to not really go bust yeah. you know so uh so yeah money can get really tight you know and uh as long as you um, you have a plan mm-hmm. you know on how you want to really mm-hmm. move forward with it then well that's really inspirational yeah. well done you guys it's nice I, I think it's the journey of every single yeah entrepreneur entrepreneur yeah. you know I, I don't think there's anything special about mm-hmm. me or us or the company mm-hmm. or anything you know mm-hmm. do you think you were always born to be an entrepreneur did you always have that itch or do you think I will tell you what, I think I've always been fascinated by business. Mm. You know, I've always been like this kind of person who would, oh my God, you know, I love this lifestyle. Yeah. I want to be busy, busy, busy. Yeah. You know, I want to always be on It's very the, glamorized as well. It's, it's not about the glamour mm. as much as it is about the impact, you know, yeah. that kind of like being able to do something that is impactful mm. or makes like some kind of... Uh, leaves a mark, yeah. you know, in, in, in a place. I think that was the thing that really marveled me in the beginning. But um, I think as I started the business, I realized that 
you know, in a lot of times you might need to do other stuff as well. You yeah. know, you're not always Admit. making the executive decisions <laughs> and everything is happening. You have to take a lot about every single yeah. detail, you know. And no matter how big or small the company mm. gets, you will need to always be involved, you know. Yeah. Even though you need to build your team and you need to mm. trust that they will do everything, you know. Mm. But you should always be... Um, you should always be involved, you know. You should always know what's going on. Mm. You can't just like, yeah, you know. Okay, not every detail, you know. Like, mm. if you tell me about the price of the package. Maybe today is for eighty four. Tomorrow yeah. it might be eighty five. Mm. You know, I might not keep track, but I know what we have. You know, mm. you told me about those conditions. I know what we are offering. Yeah. I can't just like simply tell you. I don't know. You need to speak to the product. Yeah, the other yeah, one, the yeah. Launch day. So, um, so yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for listening to Right Angle Podcast. We loved having you here. If you have any questions, please leave one in the comments below. Don't give up on your dreams. Build that company or not. Or work your job. As long as it's, you know, fun and Makes purposeful. you happy. Makes Whatever you happy. makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy.